Blog Talk Radio. Episode of Scatter Chatter. I'm your boy, Jess Ray. This is Will ninety three. All right. Uh what uh, do we coronavirus have going on today? Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Insane. Craziness. Yeah. In the membrane. So you in the membrane. membrane. So I thought that today, audience, me and Will are going to talk about just new theories that we had for businesses and practices that we're thinking moving forward, like once we all come out of this, like what you might be able to do or just give you some ideas to get your brain going um, and maybe even different industries or areas of business. Will, what do you think? <clears throat> Latex bodysuits. Yeah. You know, like the onesie. But made out of straight latex. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. That's the new normal latex bodysuit for everybody. You know, and assorted. Speaking colors. of that, and, uh, one thing I was also discussing with uh, one of our the producers for the show is uh, huh. now I think like when people have their houses when they're being built, they're going to have like an entryway that's like a decontamination. Mm. That'll like spray you down or heat you up, or you some down. type of way, or disin- yeah, disinfect you, and then you take all your stuff off after the fact, or you dump that, and then you have like a clean room or a clean area entryway. You take off all your clothes or whatever, and then you get down to like your skivvies, and then like either there's a pickup or a drop shoot, and then you wash it in like some type of like container there, and then you just resuit up for the next. Go around like if there's a preparedness or whatever, however your house is prepared for like natural natural desires or bioterrorism or any type of infectious diseases that are outside of your home. So I'm thinking like for those preppers out there, I'm thinking they might want to. They're probably thinking about that future and more of the the luxury people or the people that the more elite wind up having like houses that are like that. Right. You went way, way, way to the left over that. But somehow that, that makes business? sense. That's the, the crazy part is it makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I, I listen. You know. Um, it's like the next level of real estate development business. Like That part. That part. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, another thing is, like, I think a lot of businesses are, is probably in their contingency plan, they're going to rethink, like, having like a runway that's for maybe like three or four months emergency funds if they haven't already for like the employees or keeping like the essential employees or keeping all their employees for things well, like this. That's very wishful thinking. I think when you look at some of the companies and this was prior to um, unless you're a mom and pop business, the bottom line is the dollars and cents that comes in. 
Um, right. The mentality, the mentality was always about the profit margin. Right. That's when you started to see companies make their their moves to like Mexico, mm-hmm. um, taking their production over to Mexico, or going to a more automated service. It wasn't a mm-hmm. they never made those moves with the intent on you know what, John, the guy who worked on the assembly line, and he's been with us for twenty years, and he has a family of you know five, and you know the dog and all of that, and they don't look at they don't look at him by that, by that mentality. So mm-hmm. we would hope, we would hope that companies um, who are now moving towards, oh, we're looking at the safety of our employees when actually they're trying to keep themselves out of litigation because they didn't well, protect the their employees. Well, here's, yeah. here's, a, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Do you think that even with businesses, they should tell their employees to like, to not guarantee or put this in their employee handbook to not, you know, not be uh, thinking about them or or depending upon them or they should, like, have plans or this is their plan in case there's some type of, like, bio threat to the environment. This is what they should do in that case. Or should people just go ahead and just look out for, like, every man for himself? Like, what, what do you think about that? I think it's always it always has and probably will always be about self. The company right. is about self preservation again to keep from litigation. Because let's say for right. instance, um, 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 when I went to um, I went to um this restaurant. Um, I don't want to name names because I don't want to get caught up in litigation. But I went to the restaurant and um, they were not allowing me to eat in they wanted they were saying hey you can take your order to go and i was like okay i'll take my order to go and i had to wait out in the car for the order to be prepared for me to um to take with me so i couldn't even Mm -hmm. wait inside of Mm -hmm. the facility now that is designed not to necessarily protect me but Mm -hmm. to protect the employees Mm-hmm. But what if the employees, once they leave, they interact with other people as well? So what right. if I had a person who who has not been tested but was positive for coronavirus? In the right. process of me, you know, and me having to stand out of my car and wait for my food to be prepared, I have now someone who has been infected preparing food for me. Right. At what point I could at, at what point in time I can't pinpoint that particular individual. Mm. I can't I can't say that if I did come in contact that I came in contact with that particular food service worker. But yet and still now this person could possibly infect me and infect their other teammates at the place. When it comes down to self preservation, if someone got sick at work they're probably looking at it more like a workers' comp case versus a legal matter. Well, and this is I, where well, this is where. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, I hear what you're saying, and and I here's I want to say to this: like I've worked with people, and I know of people that uh, where their head, their lead, their leadership, like they literally like point out the person if you see them coughing and they're not coughing to their elbow and I'm sending them home right now. 
but I don't know if that's enough. You know what I'm saying? So I hear what you're saying. Does that make sense well, at all? Well, yeah. I mean, but that's leadership making an awareness to an individual's activity. And I commend right. and if you've worked around someone who's been that way, I commend them for doing so. That's you. Mm-hmm. Because that could have been swept under the rug, and it wasn't. Right. Now I have to hope and trust that every lead at every restaurant nationwide or at least worldwide follows the same kind of example that you saw. Yeah. If that makes sense. Versus just kind of like sweeping things under the rug and like they just need people to work there because they're trying to keep their business open. That's correct. That's you. Yeah. Yeah, because so I know that there's probably pro- there, right? Huh? What myth have you heard out there? What myth? Mm-hmm. I, I wait, wait. Someone told me that smoking weed, <laughs> smoking weed, <laughs> can eliminate the coronavirus. <laughs> I was I like, don't know about that. Oh my God. I'm still, I'm still, uh, you know. The jury, the jury is out on the. Well, you know what? It's it's kind of the same thing with the whole uh, blow dryer thing. I mean, you're laughing, but I actually looked into it. And somebody actually posted that. It's from somebody like heating up your your sinuses to keep them at a certain temperature. But I'm like, that's kind of like overkill. So oh, wow. yeah, so it, it's the whole because you got like smoke inhalation, but the smoke it has to be at a certain temperature, but it would have to I think it has to be a, at a significant level to keep the bacteria from like you, you go hibernate you go smoke out the bacteria. Yeah, you're just going to smoke tangerine dream. Uh right. right. Bacteria. That boy. <laughs> I was like, dude. But, it's all kinds though. It's all kind of stories that's, out there, bro. That's neither here nor there. Um, I haven't really heard any like myths. Like everybody, there's there's such an outpouring of information. It's more so the the businesses. I haven't heard any like any weird stuff because there's just a lot of information out there, and people are getting information from the right sources, like either from a doctor that has peer reviews to like reading the. Uh, the blogs that cite, like, you know, Dr. Fauci or Dr. Osterholm. Um, and then also we're seeing in the news how, like, you know, the opinions are contradicting each other from Trump to Oster for Fauci. You see him grabbing his face and stuff. So I think everybody's, like, kind of on the same page and everybody's sending out the same information. And I don't think there's the weed thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because even because then you got the smokers too, and they're saying like smokers are making it, uh, making you more eligible to not eligible or just uh, a candidate. I don't know what the right word to use, but you're more likely to catch it if you're a smoker because your immune system is down. Wow. But the thing is, I am hearing all these weird different the remedies though, like. I don't know if it works, but, you know, I'm sure that people are doing it, like the, the oils and stuff like that, um, taking them and putting them in, like, uh, 
bandanas in one thing. One thing I've heard that that supposedly works, like like I think back back in the days, and don't quote me on this. Do your research. But during the bubonic plague, like the the thieves would use like this oil that was a mixture of like cinnamon oil, lemon oil, and something else. It's called thieves oil. You could buy it, mm-hmm. and it kind of like keeps you from getting the cough. And I think the oils are like an antiviral, antibacterial properties. So like if you're breathing it in, it keeps you from doing that. So if you have like a bandana, you just dab some oils on it, and it keeps you from uh, mm. getting sick. So that that might be a myth, according to what you're on the same lines of what you're saying. Wow. Yeah, because I'm sure you've heard people taking. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Black Death. I said it with an F. So I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of that, or even if you heard people taking oregano oil to get to keep from getting sick. So it's it's in that same vein of like holistic healing and all that stuff like that. Wow. Our lemons. Lemons can help you fight um, the coronavirus. Right. That was a new one. And I guess if there's anything that helps strengthen the immune system, then I guess it would be a decent home remedy. Mm Mm-hmm. But is is this about prevention or cure? Because those two things may not necessarily be the same. No, no, no. Um, I just had to get that out, man. Those are some of the myths that um that yeah. I heard out there. But I think so, I'm trying. I'm working hard to get like a doctor on here to to verify that. I mean, I know you have expertise, but let's. I want to double down on my investment, as most people would like to, and just double. Right. And ask all a lot more in-depth questions on stuff like that to see if it helps yeah, or see if it doesn't. Because I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's doing it, and they're just like, "I hope this helps," and you know, roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> right. You have to look up some um, yeah. infectious disease doctors um, and try and get them online, man. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get them on. It seems like a lot of people are a lot more helpful too. Like during these times, like with um, giving out information like that. Yes, yes. And then you know what? Um, most recently, um, two of the doctors that had uh, retired um, last year, they're actually coming back to help. Um, they know that there's a shortage of um, medical staff, and so they're going to be um, lending their um, their knowledge and hands and stuff to help us with this um, this pandemic of sorts. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I thank them so much for um, being able to do so. I thought that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. But uh, back to on what we're talking about as far as business theories. Like, what do you? How do you feel about like their retail? Like, what do you think is a new business model for them? Um, I hate to be the me, person who has to think that out because um, again, right. there's a new normal, and once you start to see the issue lower, you know, um, how, how how does a retailer handle that? So if I go right. to Macy's, you know, um, how do I handle that when I'm looking at shopping for clothes um, um, or, you know, um, um, colognes or shoes or anything of that sort? Um, right. I'm more tempted to 
um, I'm more tempted to eliminate the human connection by maybe buying online, you know, um, yeah. which which hurts the brick and mortar store because people have to be employed there. Right. You know. Um, yeah. I felt guilty all the times that I purchased things from Toys R Us online for like um, a birthday party or a baby shower. And then next thing you know, they're, they're closing up most of their doors. I was like, wow, I could have just went into the store and made the purchase, but it is going to greatly affect retail because it's doing the numbers now. We could see it in the economy. Right. I feel like, and also what you're saying, that it seems like everything might wind up going warehouse because I think they even have, like, AI now that can, like, literally scan your body for, like, sizes, and then people just pick it out and they just send it to you. I don't know how well that works as far as like sizing you up and stuff like that. And that's going to, like I said, that's going to get rid of the human, um, the human part, the human connection for people. That part, yeah. So then, so then also now it's going to affect socialization, like in the future, like how we interact with one another, like on multiple mm-hmm. levels, like when it comes to like, you know, family, dating, socializing, business interactions, mm-hmm. like how is that going to work? You know what I'm saying? It's no no longer a handshake because you're afraid you're going to get infected. It's more like, how did your retinal scan come out? What were your percentage points for, like, biometrics on your face recognition? Like, shit like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me. It sounded like a uh, Will Smith movie. What was that, iRobot? Yeah, but yeah, you, did you see Prometheus? Got to. Yeah, the beginning where they but, um, was, uh, when they interviewed the girl for the go in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It did all um, those like, like said, those readings a, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a new normal, bro. <laughs> How do you handle that? I guess I mean I was yeah. looking at the stock market today. The stock market dropped below nineteen hundred, um, nineteen thousand points for that. Yeah, I saw it was like at twenty two at one point two. It was bad. Yeah, um, I think it. Um, I think it ended at about eighteen thousand five, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow!" It just eliminated all of the um, progress that, that the president had made in the last three and a half years. Um, yeah, I was like, "Wow, wow!" So, That's something. I, so, what do you think coming out of this? Like, as far as for anybody like retail, like, what are you? What? How do you see it theoretically? I think um, companies that have moved towards the online community, if they mm-hmm. have done so there, they're winning because, again, mm-hmm. it's not really affecting them. It is affecting how people are spending because people are being unemployed. But operations-wise, mm-hmm. I think it's a good model for them to have that online, not only to be able to not eliminate the brick and mortar and having to pay about, worry about paying rent for physical um, storage, but what you chimed in on was just a warehouse. I can mm-hmm. have a warehouse in the middle of nowhere, and these things can be shipped out to the consumer within two or three business days. Or your brick and mortar just turned more into like a, a warehouse with a logistics plan. Like, for instance, like some places are, you know, resource deserts or food deserts, and then they mm-hmm. make more of a delivery system that's cheap enough for everybody to do it. And even like right. making special discounts affordable for seniors and people that are handicapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that's um, that's probably like a really major move for the future for a lot amazing. of like brick and mortar stores. And then even like in the employees like giving them the option to be like the logistics or the transportation to get to and fro and paying them a little bit more for doing that. that I think sense. that's probably the, the next move for uh for a brick and mortar to do that. Like your managers or you have like a transport specialist thing and you give them like a, a phone, kind of like an Uber type deal, or maybe Uber mm-hmm. or Lyft partner up with the retailers to be that, you know, transport service to like go back and forth for shipping and then Uber like curates or makes people, you know, comply with certain like behaviors or whatever, like you have to wear gloves or you have to have like a, a basket or whatever and we'll load the things in and you take them out in a bag or a box and et cetera, et cetera, and then the person picks them up or whatever. So they create new compliances and then that'll kind of like help them boost their revenues boost the revenues of the brick and mortars and then maybe it might even leave room for another kind of like transport company to like deliver and ship stuff. So it's not just groceries. It's like things essentials that people need. And then also so double then you're, down, you're double looking down at something and, like Instacart. So you're looking yeah, at something but, like uh, Instacart. Yeah, but next level. Because even like Instacart has limitations, right? It's just, it's mainly food. Food and like household right. wares, you know what I'm saying? But if I want to go shopping, like, how do I do that? Yeah. Well, wait, maybe if I don't, I need to go shopping, but I don't feel like physically going and being out in public. So, yeah, I mean, the same way Instacart has come out with groceries, I think with some of the, you know, fulfillment center directly to the consumer um, market, those things have been in play, you know, through, you know, your USPS or DHL or FedEx, UPS, things of that sort. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're looking for something more mm, intimate is the kind of word that I look at because it may be in a certain market. So if I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. and I purchase something from a fulfillment center in Fullerton and I live in the Valley, Mm-hmm. Is there something? Is there something that will drive that item from Fullerton to the valley? And what is right. that dollar amount? How much does it cost me to do so? That may be mm-hmm. a larger. That may be something much bigger than probably either one of us can imagine. Right, and then also I think, as far as like, even even with app development, right? Like say if you have a college kid or just somebody random that wants like just a just a decent little side hustle, right? You can make some mm-hmm. type of like a luxury app where it's like they're on their way home and they pass a certain store and it might ding them and say, "Oh, so and so needs something picked up. Do you feel like taking this job?" They just go pick whatever up, and if they're in the compliance, they pick it up and take it to whoever's going in that direction to their house, so that that person doesn't have to pick it up. It could be like a, a service for seniors or people that are handicapped or just people in general. Yeah. See, I could see something like that, Ray, as a new future. It's just I think the cost will be so so much higher for the convenience of it. Right. That I, I could see that taking on a big dollar tag. Because I can mm-hmm. imagine if it was me, if I was creating the service, mm-hmm. 
I still have to pay. I still have to pay those drivers who are willing to pick up the product and take it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you said luxury. You did say luxury mm-hmm. in the beginning of that. So there's a price to, to pay for that. Um, it may be a very selective market. Um, those who are kind of um, affluent, you know, um, well-to-do, they might take on something like that. Right. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. What's funny is, is like I've been – like as I scan like YouTube videos and whatever, I saw this video for this video game called uh, Death Stranding on PS4, and basically uh-huh. it's just this guy. He's a courier. He, he's just walking okay. around carrying stuff all day, and I was like, you know what? This is weird, but it's like I feel like this is the future. <laughs> like people carrying stuff from destination for destination, working for a company. They just show up, they get a gig, and they just they take stuff wherever it needs to go. Sadly, he was on foot <laughs> right. most of the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So I, I think like yeah, the man. big future, an investment might be like some type of way to a courier service that's through multiple means of like transportation, even if somebody's on a skateboard or something, if it's local, uh, bike, car, whatever. Dude, I need to hang but out it's with like you. Just a, <laughs> you got some you got some ideas over there, man. Put those things in the action. Yeah. We might be doing something else. Yeah, we, we might just be doing that. <laughs> yeah, man. We could be doing scatter and, chatter on the moon with Jeff Bezos playing around. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Man, that's something crazy. And then and then hopefully like uh from this, like I think a lot of the healthcare providers and a lot of people like just learn to just double down the investment and then maybe like have partnerships with other industrialized businesses like, you know, construction. So like if they need to cross over, because I don't know, I've, I've kind of like, sometimes I sit and I meditate on, I'm like a lot of these industries, they cross over like the way we do business, like emergent, okay. like healthcare services, military, even restaurants. Because we all have to have certain safety practices, but they all kind of cross over. And you have to have certain cleanliness, you know, first aid, you know what I'm saying, Uh, a certain stoic personality, planning. Planning is very key for all three of those. So I think if we all have some type of partnership with first responders, industry, or whatever, we can get all those things and then maybe like, if a local hospital partners up with a local construction company and say, hey, we're going to make sure we have a surplus of whatever, we'll partner up to you, with you to make sure you have certain whatever, and in order to exchange services, like I'll give you guys certain uh, discount off health care if you guys make sure that in time of need we'll have X amount of masks and safety gear, then I, I see that probably yeah. happening too. You know what? That's interesting how you speak on that one because um, um, there was a press conference with uh, Governor Cuomo, and uh-huh. his thing was asking for the government to step in to assist with companies who are making those supplies um, right. to, to further assist because with those manufacturers, they're sitting around kind of waiting for the highest bidder. Um, right. So that's, 
let's say for instance, um, I have um, I have masks. My company, mm-hmm. Company A, um, creates masks, and mm-hmm. we make X amount of masks per month. Mm-hmm. Now, um, New York needs so many of those masks, and I normally, mm-hmm. say, for instance, I sell those masks for like a dollar a mask. Mm-hmm. California is also needing masks, right. and they're willing to pay me two dollars mm-hmm. for masks. Then New York says, well, I see your $2, and I raise you another dollar. And so now you have this bidding war between these two states who both need these masks. And now I went from a dollar per mask, and now the bidding gets me up to like $5, $6, $7. That's just the private sector because the private sector is a capitalist society. Right. Now, under <laughs> – uh, we were talking about this earlier too. Under something like um, uh, Bernie Sanders, it would be mm-hmm. more co-opted, and so then there would be a regulation of that, so that corporations mm-hmm. don't get greedy because of the capitalism that we we grew up in. Mm-hmm. I say at times of need, we're going to have this flat rate at two dollars per mass, so we'll allow you to make some money, right? But we're not going to have you. Um, gouge, you know, states for over an exorbitant, you know, amount of money mm-hmm. because of this potential pandemic. So, yeah, I think right. government needs to get involved in this particular case. Right. And even if we get to the point to yeah, – I'm sorry, no, I cut you off. I'm just saying, like, even to the point where it's just like you have, like, certain warehouses and manufacturers even build the factories regionally – like or even according to like time zones, like you might have one like that might be Pacific Standard, Mountain, I forget the the third one, and then like uh, um, Central Central Eastern, yeah. Yes, and you have one Central Eastern. You have like a big hub, right? And then you have like little fulfillment centers that that are like in each thing. And then they distribute through that. So then they'll be making them like regularly, right? So then, when say like something like this occurs again. What can happen is, is you know, you say, okay, they'll lower the amount. The government will give them a stimulus to produce at the lower flat rate or like some type of wholesale rate, and then they just keep firing them off. And then they make sure that the, as soon as they hear about it, regardless of what we say in the government, as soon as they hear about a crisis, they pick up the, the pace as far as production, and then they just start distribution to first the hospitals. All the the healthcare the healthcare sector, and then after that they start distributing to like say like whoever's next in priority. So government, healthcare, and then like whoever's next in that in line of that. And see, in this moment of crisis, that works. I don't know how people will see Big Brother in the future. Um, right. You know, um, some people do not want to have government in that kind of regulation. But it's needed yeah. in this particular case. But I think I like even like reading some of the material that I referred to in uh the prior episodes, I think the extreme future and there was another book I recommended. I think what needs to happen is just needs to be a good just a good symbiotic relationship between everything. And I I feel like the, it's gonna work out in the end, regardless of if people choose to go with those theories or if they choose to 
go with some other solution. Um, I, I feel that it's going to work out, like regardless of what we see is being played out in the media and what's going on currently. Right. And yep. also, like, I have a, a very firm belief that the earth is kind of like resetting itself regardless of what conspiracy theories people may have or have not. It's kind of just it, telling everybody round, to go though. to your room for a minute. Huh? It's still round. It's not flat, though. Yeah, it's still round. It's not flat. Just checking. Just checking. I, I didn't know how much you changed on me. No, 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 no. I haven't. I ain't changed on me. I'm just saying. Like, I just think that you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> we just uh, just kind of just a little bit of reset and just everybody getting you know rethinking what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Despite the people looking at their phones, not paying attention to each other, families getting together, right. getting closer, and shit like that. And you know, find out the yeah, truth, find out you guys' truth. And then, you know, connecting with your tribes and all that good stuff. But those are like some of the some of my things I've just been thinking about as far as businesses and stuff. <laughs> That's right. I tell you, man, if if one thing has um, been a positive is how people have been thinking. Um, right. People have really, really gotten into a thought process over over this and how it's affecting their lives. Um. But, but nevertheless, um, we still got to stay hopeful. Um, we still got to right. love one another and try and survive mm-hmm. through this. And we can, if we can get through this, man, I think we can get through anything. Right. But you the know? thing is, like, once we get through this, we have to just rethink our plans and how we're going to move forward with life moving forward yeah. and see what we're going to do. Yeah, and, man. Um, yeah, just just move from there. Wow, and that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. Yeah, it is. Man. It is. So, any uh, do you have any like last words before we part on this episode? Um, I still want people to um further educate themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to be as informed as possible, and I want you to just take general safety precautions. Um, right. to protect yourself, your family, your friends. Um, um, most of it is about prevention, and then in those those cases, uh, cure. But um, for the most part, man, you know, take care of yourself. Be well. That's yeah. All I got. And um, and my last words, my parting words are this: like, if you have friends and family that are shooting you information or sending you information, don't shoot the messenger. They don't know what information you have or who you've talked to, they're just trying to, like, look out for you because they they really care about you. They're not yeah, trying man. to, like, hurt you. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just do your research on the information they send you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not everything is right, but there is a bit of truth in everything that, that people are putting out there. Yeah. And as usual, just, just be good to each other. That's it. Or do the best you can to be good to each other. That's right. Spandex body. And that's all I got. For everybody. <laughs> so we'll talk to Spandex you next episode. I'm just, I'm just Ray. This is Will 93. Yep. And until next time. All right, man. Next time. All right. All right, audience.